Welcome to the Macworld Podcast, episode 580 for November 1st, 2017. Hello and welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I am Roman Loyalist, Senior Editor for Macworld. I'm here with Leah Gamshot, Macworld's uh, Managing Editor. Hello. And out in the East Coast, we have Mike Simon, uh, Macworld Staff Writer. Hello. And nice our... to be awake this time. I see you <laughs> Yes. Yes. We're on at our normal time this time. And uh, behind the scenes is our producer, Dan. Good morning. He's also be on the lookout for your comments and questions. So if you guys have anything to say, please chime in. This podcast is nothing without our audience. So today we're going to talk about the iPhone 10 because that's, yeah. that's the thing that's happening now. Uh, we're going to talk about the iPhone 10 uh Pre-orders, you know, what your guys' experiences were. We're going to talk about the iPhone 10 first looks and early reviews that have been posted. And then we're going to talk about the OS updates that were released yesterday. So those are the three topics. But if you guys have any questions or topics you'd like to bring up, please let us know. Uh, Dan will be monitoring the Facebook and Twitter feeds. Yep. So uh, anything you guys have to say, we really want to hear about that. So anyways, so last Thursday... Uh, I think a lot of people in the audience joined us for our uh, live broadcast of the iPhone 10 pre-order. It was Friday for some of us. Friday for, <laughs> right, Friday for people like Mike who are on the East Coast. Or uh, for some people it was their afternoon, you know, right. it's perfect for them. Yeah, so um, we had a lot of fun doing that broadcast. So, yeah. I, you know, it was fun. It was a little different for us. I made so. a last-minute decision. Yes, Dan yeah. made a last-minute decision. Dan <laughs> was on the fence, and I think we all kind of yeah. persuaded him to make a purchase. Yeah. So uh, we all successfully got our iPhones. Uh, pre-ordered. Pre-or- yes. Or, uh, yes, yeah. we all successfully pre-ordered after some hoop jumping and some... <laughs> it, was a, it got a little intense. Yeah. Lots of refreshing. Yes. Dan, were you the one who had Apple had to contact you the next day because of you were on a waiting list or something? Yeah. So I was on a waiting list. And then I got the email that said, okay, you have 24 hours now to pay. And then I paid and I got in. And it, it was the same date as when I, when I first looked at it. Mm-hmm. I got the notification. So it's November 17th for me. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay. So even though I was right there with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's yeah. also November 17th. Uh, so who knows? Maybe it's color. Yeah. Us. I so don't I, know. I was among that group of people who got an initial ship date and then it changed. Mm-hmm. So my first ship date was November 10th to the 17th. And then Friday night at about 11 o'clock, I got a notification saying that my credit card had been charged, and usually Apple doesn't charge a credit card until they're ready to ship the product. Mm. So then I checked my uh, Apple ID account, and it, my ship date had changed to November 3rd. So I'm now getting, hopefully getting the iPhone 10 this Friday. So, uh, And if it does come in, we'll be doing a unboxing video live, uh, just like we did with Leah on the iPhone 8. So tune in yeah, for that. Uh, mine's supposed to arrive Friday as well. And yeah. it still says preparing the ship, which is making me a little anxious. But yeah. we should be fine, Roman. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So I think it is t- November 3rd, 2017. I didn't maybe I didn't double check that, right? So what are, what are pre-orders? Like if you pre-order right now, what would you get? 
So Apple is quoting five to six weeks, and that's pretty much the same. I think it's as of yesterday. I haven't checked today. As of yesterday, that was the same across all carriers and all colors and all configurations of the phone. So five to six weeks, that's putting us in like early December, mid-December. Yeah, uh, some of the carriers directly were a little bit less, but yeah, it's it's definitely pushed uh, well into December at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. So if it's a Christmas present, go get it quick. Right. Yeah. None of the carriers have the third available anymore, I believe. I want to say the earliest on some of the carriers is the seventh. That's not um, bad at all. I have a we have a pre order guide up on MacWorld. It's on the um I believe it's on our homepage right now in kind of the top carousel and um it it's a running list of the pre order ship and delivery times for um, for Apple. Uh, if you get it through the carriers, then we also have Best Buy on there. Um, although we don't really recommend Best Buy because they're charging you $100 more than anybody else. And they say I it's think- for like the flexibility and convenience, but it's not shipping faster than anybody right. else. So no they need to go there. They announced they stopped, uh, they stopped that option. Oh, they so did? They, yeah, they're when not that doing happen? that. Like that, um, yesterday, whatever it was unlocked oh. or yeah, like or whatever it was. Oh, so they still are offering the carrier options, yeah. which are the you can same still get price. That for the normal price. Got it. You can't spend extra on the. I guess, I guess it was it was it was an early unlocked version. Is basically what they were selling. Oh, yeah. Huh. So, That's pretty wild. <laughs> so for viewers, I was convinced last minute to also order one when I was not planning on it. But now that the ship date isn't that crazy, like it's not until the next year, I'm, I'm like, you know, like what is the resale value? Like what is the markup, you know, going to be? Since it it'll, seem- it'll still be high. You think so? You think yeah. it's still worth trying to resell? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're already on eBay for around two grand or so. Yeah. You mm. might find a nice seller that's offering it for less. Let's see. What do we have, Roman? He's so got it up right now. there's one for sixteen forty nine ninety eight. What's the configuration? Is that the sixty? So, that's the sixty four, I presume. It's a two fifty six space mm-hmm. gray, GSM unlocked. Um, which not including Apple Care is like a four hundred dollar markup. Mm-hmm. So, but the rest are. There's one for fourteen ninety nine. That's a sixty four gigabit. Yeah. So that's fifty percent markup. Yeah. But that's also like so. These are people who got the the, the third date, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so but for or, me, it was two or weeks Apple later. Employees, we don't know. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of prices are hovering around eighteen to two thousand. Here's one for thirty two hundred, three thousand two hundred fifty. The true test will be um, Friday once the Apple stores run out of stock mm. then mm-hmm. people will start heading to ebay because i think people are still hopeful that they'll be able to get you know if they wait online for six or seven hours or whatever it is they'll be able to get their the model they want once that stock is dried up and all the apple stores say not available we'll see ebay prices go up even higher maybe that's your play dan you should go down to the apple store and wait like around the corner and as uh, people leave uh, disappointed yeah. you can have one of those like duster jackets and just like yeah Cash money uh-huh. or, Bitcoin. I when I, or Bitcoin. When I bought my iPhone 6 in uh, Little Rhode Island, I, I left the store and someone like approached me like a, like a couple stores down and said, like, can I buy that from you? I'll give you, I don't know what it was, $1,200. I was like, wow. So yeah, there are people who are desperate. 
I, in in, in uh, hindsight, I should have sold it, but I kept it. <laughs> for the six, that's interesting. I think it was the six, either the six or the seven. I don't remember. Yeah. But it was it was a couple. It was either last year or the year before. Mm. I know it must have been the six because the seven I had uh, I had a mail to me. And the six was like that was the first year of that particular size. The, that was the like bigger one. Yeah. yeah, that was. It, the, it, it wasn't the plus. It was the six, but but, but they. Um, it was still they, bigger and thinner than the five S and different screen size and all that. Yeah, the, the six was a, was a big deal at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person's asking fifty five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, come on. Two hundred fifty six. There's always that one guy. Yeah. yeah, there's always on eBay. There's always that one or two like yeah, resellers that are option, they've they marked it up like a thousand percent. Holding out. We yeah. are taking comments uh, live, so leave your questions. And Noah on Facebook says uh, he's fine with his eight plus for now. All right. So. Good. Uh, it's a good phone. It is a really good phone. Um, some of the like third-party resell spots are offering quite a bit for the eight and eight plus. Um, we'll we'll have a they story up it's, very it's soon. <laughs> I know. I, I is it Gazelle that's offering like four hundred and fifty dollars yeah. for one? <laughs> like that's over half the cost of yeah, the phone, depending on your configuration and stuff. That's like that's like driving a, a Porsche off the lot and someone's saying I'll give you fifty grand for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they're offering. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's a very credible company. So mm-hmm. you know you're gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So if you've changed your mind and if it's past the like two week return period that Apple offers, you could recoup some of that cost that way if you wanted to. Yeah, I wonder how but many the, people. The iPhone would eight do plus that. is it's a it's a really good phone in in, yeah. any, in any other year. We yes. would all running out to buy them. Agreed, and it has it has a lot of the same specs as the mm-hmm. uh, as the iPhone ten. Um, it still it has the nice like dual camera. It has the glass back. Um, it has the wireless charging capabilities. So, you know, the ten is going to be like a very different experience, just in terms of navigation and the OLED screen and things like that. But um, you get a lot of perks with the eight plus too. Yeah. What's our Gazelle offer? Gazelle's offering four hundred twenty-five for a flawless iPhone ten. Oh. For an iPhone eight, you said? Oh, an iPhone ten? Yeah. <laughs> for an iPhone ten, flawless. And, and Noah on Facebook is asking, "What's the Gazelle price for the eight plus?" Who just a second ago was very satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see. Eight plus. Uh, I'll just select unlocked. And, and while Roman's looking up that, uh, Donald on Facebook is asking, how many iPhone 10s uh, are Apple stores supposed to have? They they haven't said, but I mean, I'm assuming not many, maybe they, a thousand, couple thousand per store. I don't know. I have no idea. They are saying supplies are limited and get there early. Mm. So I haven't seen any reports of people like camping out yet, but I bet like tomorrow night you'll see people. Yeah pitching their tents and getting their lawn chairs and sleeping bags ready to roll. I'm sure that there's, there's one person somewhere who's been there since September 15th <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so Gazelle wants for a flawless eight plus two fifty six gigabyte unlocked. They'll offer four seventy. Wow. Didn't I just say four twenty five for the iPhone 10? That's maybe because nobody has the 10 yet. So right. they're like, it's not real. Let's it's put an arbitrary fatal. price on it. Right. Yeah. It's probably not real. So. so that is only half of what you paid for it a month ago. Yeah. yeah once about. it's off the lot, depreciation. 425 for a good 
condition. Huh, that's interesting. Normal signs well, of use. Well, Noah, I think you're better off trying your luck on eBay if you want to get rid of your iPhone 8 Plus because you'll definitely get more than $475. Yeah, or just hang on to it because it's a really good phone. Or just hold it. And it's yeah. only you know a month or so old at this point. Little, or you could just buy two iPhones. Or buy two iPhones. That's true. All the iPhones. That's what Apple wants you to do. Yeah. So the pre-order process um, at midnight slash 3 a.m., um, it seemed to go really smoothly for some people. Um, a lot of the – a couple of the carriers, like, had their, like, pre-order portals opened up maybe, like, 10 minutes before Apple's mm-hmm. did. Remember we were getting some – Reports of like, oh, I just got yes. mine on T-Mobile and I just got mine on Verizon. Um, but for- it was interesting to me how staggered the store launched for us. Yeah, yeah. like Roman was on at like I don't know three oh three, and I didn't right. get on till ten after, and you got on even later than that. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. And yeah. normally, I always have better luck with the app over the browser. And Mike, in our case, we had to use the app to complete our iPhone upgrade program orders. Um, But I was refreshing the browser out of habit and just out of curiosity. And the browser opened up for me faster than um, than the app did. So that was kind of a bummer because I couldn't like. Yeah, it's strange. I'd love to see like an in-depth look at like Apple's war room on a a (laughs) release night to see how this all works. It's fascinating. Yeah. Unless it's just one guy hitting like like 30,000. So even though Apple's availability is kind of the same across carriers and colors and capacities, uh, looking at the other, looking at the carrier availability and then Best Buy when they had it available, um, the Space Gray phones seemed to be in higher demand than the Silver, uh, which was kind of, that was our guess and we were right about that. And uh, the 256 models are also in higher demand over the yeah, that, 64 Yeah, that's a little gigs. surprising to me. but You think uh, so? Because now like 64. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're spending that much, worth another $150. But also like 64 gigs of space nowadays is not a lot. And even with Apple's new filing system, which is supposed to create like smaller files and help you like offload things as you're not needing it. You know, a lot of people now, you know, you get Apple Music in the mix. You have these, like, high-capacity apps. You want to have access to all your photos and everything. Like, I download a lot of music for offline listening so that I'm not, like, Mm -hmm. eating into my data. And that takes up a lot of space. So these things add up pretty quickly. And um, I don't know. I feel like 64 gigs of space, like, doesn't really cut it for the average user anymore. Really? I feel like for me... 64 gigs would be plenty. So, like, I ordered the 256. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? I don't, because everything I do is probably streaming. Mm-hmm. And then everything else I, you know, I upload to the cloud, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, I don't need to keep it on my phone. So, yeah. yeah. It'd also be interesting to see how much, like, Heath, the new uh, picture format, H E I F, which I pr- believe is pronounced Heath, and then H V E C. Also known as H.265, the new video format is supposed to have better compression and so mm-hmm. that it saves more space. So yeah. we'll see how well that that works. Uh, so maybe maybe 64 gigabytes becomes more feasible because with the with with the help of that. So, but if it you wasn't like that result- long ago when we were uh, complaining about the 16 gigabyte entry level, so. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was only like two. I think the iPhone six had sixteen gigs. Mm-hmm. 
and everyone was saying, well, well, you know, when's Apple going to finally give us more space? So we've quadrupled that in only two years. <laughs> and 256 gigabytes, like that's, that's it's not that it's space. unnecessary, but that's a lot of space. Yeah, so uh-huh. it's it's a bummer to, to see the 128 gigabyte capacity yeah. go away because that's just such like the sweet spot for a lot of users. I mean, 256, that's like, I don't know. 100,000 songs and like <laughs> 75 4K movies and you still have like 100 gigs left. Yeah, how many That's days of music? Uh, Nick yeah. Nick on Twitter says, with unlimited data and cloud service, 64 gigs seems to be enough. I have 128 and hasn't even reached 64. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a 128, um, or actually my, my wife does now. They, my old, or my whatever it is, my <laughs> 7 plus. And she's at, she's at about 60, 64, 65. So, and she, you know, she uses it for a lot of photos and apps and things. So, you know, I think for most people, if you're judicious about it, 64 gigs is probably enough, but it's nice to have, to not have to worry about That's it. At true. All. What is that fear of, fear of running out of space? What would that be? FOMO, but FOMO, like yeah. fear of. It's like the fear of like your battery running yeah. out. It's like, yeah. Fear of running out of space. <laughs> So I'm curious if any of our uh, listeners or viewers, if you're um, planning on going to the Apple store to try your luck there this weekend, or if you're going to swing by your carrier store, or um, I believe Best Buy will have some, and Target usually gets them as well. I don't know if they'll have them on launch yeah, day or shortly after. Have they announced that they're going to have availability? I haven't seen it yet, but either, they either typically do. Yeah. I think I'm going to swing by my Apple store at 8 a.m. just to see what the spectacle looks like. Mm-hmm. Curious. Yeah, maybe I'll swing by the Union Square yeah. store here in San Francisco on my way in. It's like a bit of a loop out of the way, but I'm kind of, I'm curious. That's what Zachy yeah, on Twitter is also going to do. Just swing by to check it out? Yeah. Nice. Sure. Yeah. I might swing by with my actual iPhone. <laughs> Making a phone call? Oh. Phone. oh, I got a call. Maybe I should <laughs> FaceTime this and then show it to everybody. <laughs> Oh, I better unlock my phone. <laughs> and then there's the video of, of man getting Wolverine getting robbed uh, for his for taunting. Yes. So back in the day, Apple used to hand out water and like have like, people walking and talking. I, I wonder. I assume they they still do that. I, I haven't done this in a few years now. But I'm sure it's still a fun kind of celebratory atmosphere. Yeah. Even for the 8 Plus, they had uh, like water and coffee stations outside with like cups and you can just roll up and get that. I didn't see – I know sometimes they give you little like donuts or snacky things in the morning. I didn't see any of that. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Let's see. So um, we're getting iPhones in soon. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, what your order experience was like, uh, when your ship dates are going to be. Uh, in the meantime, while you're waiting for your iPhone, you can read some of the early reviews that have been posted to the Not web. reviews, Roman. First so, impressions. Oh, first impressions. Yeah. So, or first, I guess some have. Some have called them reviews. Some have yeah, called they, them they, reviews. Yeah. Uh, there was, a, I think, two or three like full-fledged reviews, but a yeah. lot of these have been just kind of quick looks at um, you know the, the main features. Yeah, so some of the sites that uh, got their iPhones, some so there seemed to be two waves of early reviews. There were a, there was a group that got their iPhones, I think, last Tuesday. So they had about a week 
Yeah. And then there was a group that got them, I believe, on Monday. This just this past Monday and had a day. So the embargo lifted yesterday. So they had essentially a day to write about the iPhone. And some of, a lot of those people just did first look reviews. Uh, so I know that uh, – so I'm trying to think of who got what. So on – the, some of the on YouTube, there were a few videos. Do you remember? The, I can't remember the, the uh, names of the. People. Yeah, there were a few. Uh, high snobiety or snob, high, however you yeah. pronounce it, snob snobiety. They they had th- those. It looked like the YouTubers had it in like a like a like a similar location to each other, right? Where they got to kind of play with it maybe for an hour or so. And yeah, yeah, I think it was they, Apple's uh, like headquarters in New yeah, York. They have Soho a studio, so they invited. Um, some people to come down. I bet that was over the weekend because those videos went up on like they Sunday went up or Monday, Monday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and, uh, uh, board at work and uh, soldier knows best. Yeah, uh, those are the three that I remember. So those were the three that, that got had, them uh, early. But then there were more YouTubers who got who posted yesterday that I don't. It's I don't know what kind of time period they had. It seemed like maybe they had the one day period because they didn't. Maybe like uh, Marcus Brownlee, I mm-hmm. Justine, mm. uh, a few others had. Uh, iPhones and they had and they actually videos. got them. They didn't get. They weren't invited to a room and just got more right. of the hands on. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. And they did unboxing videos, mm-hmm. so they haven't done full reviews. They did like I Justine and Marcus Brownlee did unboxing videos. I also want to shout out some of the uh, women and women's and lifestyle blogs that got yeah. phones too. So Refinery Twenty Nine. I think they were invited to the like YouTube part of it. Um, but they put out a video and a slideshow of the iPhone 10's mm. best features. And um, I think it was Fashion Magazine yep. as well was there. And then Mindy, the yeah, they, did Mindy they had a cool one. It was like 10 great things about the iPhone or something. Yeah. I liked, yeah, that, that was a good video. Yeah, it was cute. It was nice and yeah. quick, and they, mm-hmm. they did a nice job with it. And then Mindy Kaling um, reviewed the phone. Not really reviewed, but she did a feature on the phone for Glamour Magazine. Huh. And then okay. uh, Ellen DeGeneres got one to do a segment on yeah. her show. So it's a kind of a nice, like, wide yeah. cast media net this time around, um, which I thought well, was it, really refreshing. So, yeah. yeah, there was some there was some consternation amongst the the usual crop yes. of reviewers. Yeah, yeah the only uh, like traditional, I guess, or yeah. old school That's, reviewer yeah. was Stephen Levy at Wired. Uh, uh, TechCrunch's Matthew Panzerino. All right, TechCrunch got yeah. one. That was my for, favorite. Uh, right. week. Yeah, the that was a good one. Review. Really yeah. good. Yeah. And um, was BuzzFeed had a, had or, a review oh, oh, no, as Buzzfeed. well. They had a good review. Oh, Mike. and Mashable oh. had one as well. Oh no, Mike, you're frozen. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, my my light went on for some reason. Alexa must have heard. It. <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck on our on my screen. Yeah. Though. At least you don't look crazy looking. You you have a, a kind of a normal face. Now you're face. pixelated. Can right. you hear me? Yeah. You're a little blurry, but you're coming back. I think we we can hear you though. Yeah. This is this is like my thing. I I uh, I, I I inject some some something different into every uh, podcast. <laughs> well, in the meantime, uh, we have a, a bunch of people asking. Jorge and uh, um, Nick is asking. I think. Uh, what do you think about the unlock face unlock? How good is it? You know, the early reports uh, coming out from people that have gotten their hands on the phone already, they're saying it's good and pretty, pretty smooth so far. Um, the setup process seems to be pretty like straightforward. The phone will walk you through it when you get it. And um, I haven't seen any like 
reports yet that have said that it's a disaster and it's not working. So um, one thing to note, and Apple said this, like even during their keynote, um, I can't remember which reporter did this, but if you're if if it's cold and if you have a scarf covering like your mouth and your nose, it won't work. So like glasses should be mm-hmm. fine. Even some sunglasses are okay if they're very 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 opaque sunglasses. They won't won't work. But if there's some kind of like transparency in your sunglasses, like as long as it can see your eye, they should work okay. But um, you can't have a scarf like covering your nose and your mouth. And like I- a headscarf will be fine, but you gotta right. gotta have this all exposed. And I watched the the Verge's uh, like a little quick. Uh, mm-hmm. They did like a hands on, and um, he was saying that it seems to work not so well when you're like sh- outside and you're like strongly backlit by the sky, and there's you know oh. just a lot of light bouncing around. Mm. Yeah, that, I think that's a, the, the the retina, mm-hmm. this, uh, the the retina sensor because I I that that's an issue with the with the Note Eight as well. Mm. where um, mm. if it's extremely bright sunlight, like it has a hard time reading your, your eyes. Is my picture cleared up, by the way? Yes, yeah. you're good. You ah, look okay. beautiful. Right? <laughs> yeah, the, of the reviews that I've read, the only issue that people have had is kind of like, and it's not really like a failure issue, it's more of a getting used to it issue, is, is when it comes to Apple Pay. Because you have to... Oh, yeah. I think you have to look, you have to activate face id or whatever yeah. you have to use face id and then and pay. then scan yeah oh, okay. whereas i forget how it works before it's it was, just you hold your phone up right with while your, you're holding yeah. the touch yeah. id so but some people said if you swipe up even before face id recognizes your your face it, it'll unlock once it once yeah. it recognizes it so oh, you can okay. do it all in one motion yeah i mean I, I don't have it so i haven't tried it yeah but that's what some people are saying is that um yeah, it, it's true that you do have this, like, it won't unlock automatically, but you can kind of mitigate that process yeah. down to, like, a second or so. So I think there's there's going to be some practice and some relearning yeah. of, and then it'll be, it seems like it'll be somewhat seamless. And, so. you know, next year it'll be, you know, twice as fast, right. just and like then, Touch ID was. Yeah, you know, next year people will be talking about how great it is. And, yeah, or, or we'll so. be complaining that it opens too fast, and I don't want it to unlock that fast. <laughs> So, but yeah, of everything I've read, it's it's been, you know, decent. I, I I think even the BuzzFeed review used the F word in terms of like it is effing great. Huh. Yeah, it's or impressive how and, yeah. how yeah, that there. You're right. There hasn't been a single person, and and they're really putting it through its tests, yeah. or, or putting it through its paces, where there hasn't really been anyone that said yeah it failed five out of ten times or anything yeah. like that. They say that the setup process is, is is way quicker and way easier, and that it's it's a it's a more of a natural feel to it, and uh, yeah, it works. So that's I, that's cool. I think it's it's failed where I think Apple has said it will will fail, like with with twins. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Joanna Stern at she at the Times. I forget where Joanna Stern at the at the she Times. She said the is Wall Street Journal. Or Wall Street Journal, yeah. yes. She did an article just on Face ID, and I think they had triplets. Huh. Oh. She had triplets, and, and it, you know, they were all able to access the same phone. Okay. But I think Apple has yeah. been upfront in saying, "Yeah, it's not. Of course, it's gonna, it's gonna work. If you look the same and right. your face is physically the same, mm-hmm. then it will, it will. Yeah, you have a chance of it being right. But 
So as long as you don't have an estranged evil twin, yeah, right. like you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that's a bit of a bummer is you can only register one face at a time, which seems weird, but huh. you know, I with my phone, I have my, like my son has a fingerprint on it so he can get into it and yeah. so does my wife. See, that was something I had never thought about doing. Like yeah. I never thought about having a loved one like put a fingerprint on my phone just in case like they needed yeah. to access it without like I never I some uh, like my partner knows my password just in case mm-hmm. and I'm yeah, pretty right. sure well, I mean, like that, that's that's the way to do it yeah, yeah. so um, I, I never thought about that until people were commenting like yeah it's just a bummer you can only have one face on this phone I'm like why would you want more than one face <laughs> but I mean yeah if like your kid borrows your phone and wants to authorize right. like an in-app purchase while playing a game or something like that um you can't can't but do it's the a, face ID you know, it's, a, it's a small issue it's not i don't think anyone's going to be up in arms over it and, mm-hmm. and it probably is a pretty small group of people that that do that yeah and i think it's is a good good time to note that to remember that face id is a convenience feature it's not really a security feature I mean, it's security in terms of like, you know, it, it prevents access to your phone. And it is more secure than Touch ID. Right. It is yeah, that's more what they say. Yeah. Touch ID. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it, I've used tons of Android phones. And based on what I'm reading and seeing, it's the most secure biometric that you can, yeah. that you can get on a phone. I yeah. mean, there's nothing, there's nothing out there that's even close to it. One in a million. And um, it's constantly learning the contours of your face and, and adapting to the way you change. I mean. That's impressive. Yeah, so the reviews that I've seen and it seems like everyone else has read are kind of saying the same thing that it works it works really well. Uh the flaws that Apple have disclosed, you know, those are confirmed, but nothing new has come out in terms of mm-hmm. the way it works. So how about so. for the overall phone? What what's the general, you know, feeling about them? That it's awesome. Yeah, most people yeah, have been a, really positive it. about it. Like so, it's like blowing their pants off. I mean, is that a saying? <laughs> it can be now. <laughs> I mean, it seems kind of cliche to say that people are saying it's the best iPhone ever because every new iPhone right. is yeah. the yes. best iPhone. It's the best ever. phone out there. If you're pr- so. putting out a phone that's worse than last year, then you're <laughs> yeah. doing it wrong. But yeah, you, you got yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I think this is... I more said it was the best damn product <laughs> Apple has ever made. Which so is... That takes them one, one step further. Yeah, <laughs> and it's... Uh, that may be the case, but that is a bold claim after only having claim. it for like 24 hours. So That's right. That um, is a bold claim. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. But uh, people... The, the iPhone... The reviews have been positive and have been pretty positive. And, yeah. They, uh, they've been positive, but the, the, there's an overarching kind of theme. And uh, Jason Snell at Six Colors touched on this, I think, the best. That it's the first, it's, it's, it's comparable to the original iPhone in that it's the first step in the, in the next evolution right. of the phone. Right. So there's going to be flaws, there's going to be hiccups, and it's not perfect. But it, it, it really makes, or I, mean, I don't have one, but what they're saying is that it makes the iPhone exciting again in the sense that, we're, 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 we're at the front of the next, you know, for lack of a better word, revolution for right. the iPhone. And in two years, we'll be complaining about how boring this phone is. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. That's how it is. So um, 
real quickly, why do you, do you agree with that statement? Like, is it that revolutionary? Are all these features that revol- you know, like some a lot of these features were available on Android phones, you know, like so it's like this why is why is Apple yeah. getting the credit for revolutionizing? I don't know if it's credit. Um, I mean, I think there are things on this phone that Android isn't doing for one face ID. I True. Mean, they don't, there's, there's no Android phone that has that level of uh, biometric security for uh, facial recognition. And a but notch. Sure, you can say, how, many, how many Android phones have a notch? Is that the revolution? <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, the, the notch is, a revo- is revolutionary. I think it's more of within the iPhone ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I haven't read any – any of the reviews that really say like this is like the future of smartphones. Yeah, yeah. It's the future of Apple's ecosystem, mm, right. and I think there's a there's a there's a definite distinction there where Samsung has its own thing and LG has its own thing, and you know we're we're starting to kind of compartmentalize uh, phones and features. And you know, sure, you can say, well, we had wireless charging and we had water resistance and we had the faster chip, whatever. That, that's not really what issue. It's that, you know, obviously the, the home button's gone. We have, we have face ID instead of touch ID. We have this AR stuff. Mm. And it's kind of just like, like the precipice of what, where it's taking its phone and its whole ecosystem next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apple also does a really good job of taking existing features and then just like polishing them up and making Absolutely. them like better than they ever yes. were. So even though the Android phones like have been doing some of these things, you know, they've dipped their toe in like facial scanning and biometric stuff and they've, you know, done wireless charging before and they've had OLED screens. Like Apple does a nice job of like kind of picking the best features, working on their own technology in-house, like polishing it up and then like delivering yep. it in this package that's like easy to use and very user-friendly. Um, so many of these Android devices, even though they offer great features, they're like less intuitive to set up and kind of mm-hmm. like get going with. And I'm sure like Mike knows more about that than I do, but um, all too well. <laughs> so that's kind of Apple's MO. And there's a reason why they're like the biggest names and smartphones in the U.S. Yeah. They're... Right. And it's, oh, ahead, and, you know, when you just look at the, just, just take the screen, for example, I mean, it's not just an OLED screen. It's, it's Apple's OLED screen. So it has, you know, it has, um, uh, true tone. It has, um, the, uh, color calibration where you don't have to dive into the settings and, you know, uh, mm. correct everything. It has great viewing angles. I mean, it's, it, it takes the existing technology as Leah was saying and perfects it for its own little package. And there's even a cool thing that, um, uh, we discovered yesterday that, you know, on the screen, when you're touching it, when you when, when you're doing a, a, a kind of touch gestures, it it, in, it increases to 120 hertz, which will make it make the whole thing feel just huh. just faster, like like it does with with the iPad. So it's it's doing things that Android phones aren't doing that really no other phone maker is doing still within the same confines of the Me Too game. Yeah, you know, there were a lot of pundits and analysts, and even a lot of Apple users who had this feeling that Apple wasn't had kind of been a little stagnant in terms of their product development, and maybe the iPhone 10 followed up by the HomePod and an iMac Pro later this year. Maybe that'll help this help 
the post jobs era. Yeah, help eliminate this idea that, or help maybe show proof that Apple is doing something that you know maybe maybe they're not super breakthrough technologies. You know, something new that nobody's ever thought of before, but that they they are trying to be. See, I don't want. I'm trying to avoid the word innovative. <laughs> But they're trying to be either the best. They're moving forward. They're progressing. Yeah. See, I want to avoid the word innovative because that implies something new, something you know well, that I makes mean... you go what. <laughs> so, but you know that the iPhone 10 and, and maybe some future products can help promote this idea that Apple is moving forward with their product lines. That they're trying to do something that's. I'll say innovative for a lot of a better <laughs> word, but yeah. And they're great at bringing it to the masses too. You know, like yeah. even though the price points on these devices are very high, um, you know, next year this phone is still going to be great. They're going to come out with another phone and then the price on this current one will drop significantly to open it up mm-hmm. to like a new market of buyers. And um, they just do a, a good job of like making these phones. They're, Easy enough to understand, like pretty much anybody can pick up a new phone and like figure out how to use it. So for uh, for just like a wide range of users from enthusiasts who have touched like every single smartphone that's out there or every single iPhone that's out there to a person who's like getting an iPhone for the first time, like the ease of use in a way that isn't like dumbing the product down is just really, I think, where Apple super excels. And based on um, the the early marketing push and the and the and the way it's kind of spread out these reviews, Apple does seem to be trying to reach as a, a, a wide as a, of an audience as possible. Which we we didn't really think that was the case when it first came out. We thought the iPhone X uh, ten would be the phone for enthusiasts, for mm-hmm. Apple enthusiasts, mm-hmm. for fans, and I, that doesn't seem to be the case at all. It's really Apple's really making a push to for you know. But let's just stick with the with the YouTube angle. Th- that um, audience is way different than someone from Daring Fireball or, or TechCrunch, mm-hmm. and they gave them exclusive. Well, not exclusive. But I mean, it was a small group, but they gave them first crack at you know getting this out there. So Apple, you know, as, as Roman was saying, it, they really are trying to show. Listen, we are still the coolest company in the world. We make the best products, and you want this phone. Do you think that that was always their strategy? Or maybe because there's like a maybe slightly lackluster iPhone 8 demand that they were like, oh, we got we to gotta do something, you know, we got to build this one up. Well, Adam and I were talking this morning because we're trying to figure out our plans for the review and the videos yeah. and stuff like that and our testing. And it occurred to me that I think this maybe this was their plan because what happens is now that uh, the way – that Apple issued reviewing and and things like that. You know, you had the first wave of reviewers with the YouTubers, and then, you know, the uh, second wave that had one day to essentially write it up, and a lot of them are going to say, you know, they wrote first looks and things like that. So that means their review's coming later. Yeah. So then you, you have, you know, this first wave that comes out, you know, before the iPhone ships, you have the second wave of content that happens also when before the iPhone ships, but is going to continue probably 
or at least a week or two after that iPhone actually does ship. And then you're going to have another wave after that of people who are getting their phones during the ship date as actual ship dates and posting and stuff. So that continues that wave of the iPhone being in the news, maybe even two, three weeks, four weeks after the ship date. So to me, it was kind of like, well, that's actually kind of smart. You keep the iPhone in the news with this wave of reviews. You're pretty confident that they're going to be positive reviews. Uh, it was a un- unique approach, I think. I th- and I think they purposely did that. And I thought, wow, that, that was pretty smart. That's pretty a good mm-hmm. way to keep it in the news for the upcoming Christmas. You know, we're in the Christmas, the holiday shopping season. So Halloween's over. It's November 1st. Yes. It's officially yeah. like holiday season this year. So you keep it at top of mind of people when they're shopping. And yeah, that's, I, I think that's something they strategically done. And I thought that was pretty brilliant. Yeah, I don't think they were worried about, like, iPhone, lackluster iPhone 8 sales. I bet they kind of, like, anticipated this, like, slow start for the 8 at first while the 10 was coming out. And then I think, like, phone sales across the board will pick up once the 10 comes out. But I wonder if this was in response to the news of, like, Face ID maybe not. There was that rumor that they had to, like, cut back on some of the production, like, capabilities of Face ID to get to rush the phone out. So maybe they were like, okay, if we bring some YouTubers in, they can show off like how well it actually works. We can get some uh, of those like videos up as quick as possible, then push forward with the review schedule, um, you know, that we had had planned. We can just like ease the public's, you know, concerns about this phone and just like show off this phone in as many channels as possible to kind of like make that like, oh, face ID, is it going to work? Like to kind of like... Counter the problem. Squash that. Yeah, yeah counter yeah. the problem a little bit. And I think it, I mean, it worked really well. Today they put out a press release just saying like, here's the early, Apple put out a press release saying like, here are the early opinions of the iPhone 10. And that's something they normally don't do. They normally don't issue like a press thing. That's kind of like a, let's mm. pat ourselves on the back thing. But I just think they want to like show people like, yes, this phone is different. Yes, there's going to be a learning curve, but like you have nothing to worry about because here is a sampling of opinions from a wide variety of people that have had early access to the phone, and they're all like saying that it's going to be okay and you're going to like it. It's also something of a recognition that the iPhone or any of these phones really, it's they're they're not tech gadgets anymore; they're lifestyle devices. Totally. And you know, Apple is just targeting that. You know, it's just go, it's just it's just, it's just rolling with that, saying that you know this is not you know the people who read those in-depth reviews are people like us who are techies and we, you know, we love the, we, we, we love the specs and all, and all the ins and outs of it, but the average person just wants a cool phone that does cool stuff. And that's, that, that's kind of what it's showing. I mean, those YouTube videos, they didn't talk about the A11 ship like, like a uh, Ars Technica re- review would. They showed this, a slow motion dance video or they showed the Animoji stuff. And, you know, if you're watching that and you're a fan of that of that person or even if you just happen to come across it, that's something that you're going to look at and say, oh, well, that's that's really cool. I, mm-hmm. My phone doesn't do that. Or, you know, maybe that matters more than what how much storage I have or, or you know, what color it comes in. So, Mike, you originally mm. said that you think uh, when the 10 comes out, people would go into the store, play with that 10, but ultimately leave with an 8. 
Why are you throwing my words back? <laughs> <laughs> you still feel I, the same honestly. Way? I think that's still going to be the case for a lot of people because I mean the iPhone 10 is still very expensive, and I think that you know the Apple's push here. So let's say there's a high school student who is watching the video from board at work and says, "Oh man, that phone is so cool! I gotta have it." Go, goes to his parents and says, "I want an iPhone 10," and their parents look it up and they say, "No way, you're getting <laughs> that." But you know, we'll get you an iPhone 8. You know, it still does cool stuff. It still it still has a great camera. It's still an iPhone. So I think that I think a lot of people will end up buying iPhone eights. But I think um, I think the you know, the iPhone ten is is I thought it would be a super super niche product, and I might have been wrong about that. It might be a lot more mainstream hmm. than I think. I, I I didn't think people were ready to spend a thousand plus dollars on a phone, but you know maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I still don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I also anticipated the ship time to be longer and for there to be less. Like five to six weeks, that's not too terrible. Like if you order it now, you'll still get it like before Hanukkah's early this year and you'll still get it before Hanukkah starts (laughs) or like the beginning of Hanukkah. Which day of Hanukkah do you get that one? I think you'll get it. (laughs) Shoot, I think Hanukkah starts on the 8th this year. Oh, no. So maybe the third day of Hanukkah or... That's that's more of a day eight present anyway. <laughs> exactly. You got to have the build up. So you're fine. You are totally right. fine. Hanukkah 2017 is, oh, thir- I, I Tuesday, the, December 12th. Sorry. Yes. I also think the, the way that they, they structure these phones with, within Apple and with the carriers where it's a monthly charge rather than a, a giant bill, I think that, that helps a lot mm-hmm. uh, kind of defray the sticker shock that um, – that you would feel. I mean, fifty-six dollars a month is a lot for a phone, but it's a lot better than dropping fourteen hundred dollars at once. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I check my my American Express bill statement every morning online just to you know see what's going on and to make sure no one's doing anything. And to see that fourteen sixty-two, I'm like, oh, I have to pay that. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh. So yeah, it's a lot, and I I'm keep it, thinking. Well, I could have bought a MacBook for that, I think. Not oh. to switch gears, but it's it's interesting also how most of the reviews I've read, they aren't bothered by the notch at the top of the phone much. Like they say it kind of fades away once they um, once you start using it, which I guess I could see that. Yeah, Where in I, the pictures, they're kind of focused on it, but once you start using it, your eyes are all over the place and you're not really um, kind of laser focused on the uh, the weirdness. Yeah, I think the way we use phones and even computers and stuff well maybe not true with my like my mac but the way we interface not a lot's happening at the top of the screen yeah it's all you know the center of the screen where like on a mac you have the menu bar and you know i have all Mm -hmm. these icons on the on the menu bar so the top of the screen is noticeable but on a phone you know how many elements are at the top of the screen that you need to interface with not a lot you just glance to check your battery life you glance to check the time That's true. If anything, I, just, I thought it would be more visually distracting. Yeah, if anything, you're looking at the bottom of the phone most of your time, most of the time, because there's a, mm-hmm. that's what a keyboard is. Although, when you're watching video, that's yeah, yeah, and you turn it to landscape mode. Yeah, yeah landscape looks looks a little rough from the pictures I've seen. So, whereas if it if it's not a full screen, it really kind of truncates the uh, 
the size of the like it almost looks like a, an original iPhone three and a half inch screen. It yeah, because it needs to maintain the ratios. Yeah, yeah, think, the ratio too. Yeah. I think some apps aren't optimized for iPhone ten yet, and so people that are doing like earlier reviews of the phone mm-hmm. might their apps might not be fully optimized. So there might be some weird like ratios going on there too. So that's just right. something to keep in mind. Yeah, it, it reminds me of when the original iPad came out, and they they had that. It was like two X iPhone apps. And it oh just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we dealt with that for so yeah, that's we'll so kidding. funny but that, yeah those are those are horrendous back then yeah if anything it's a, it's a motivation for developers to uh, to push out their iphone x optimized apps mm-hmm. uh yeah it's been interesting to see that people are like yeah you know i thought the notch would bother me that doesn't bother me but my thumb still looks for the home button every time you know, you try yeah, to muscle, navigate. Muscle memory is a powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this muscle memory. And the thing is, that's such a natural movement right. to do. That, yeah, that's the yeah, thing. It's going to be weird going about. back and forth between the iPhone 10 and my iPad now that has a home button and doesn't right. have a home button. Right. It was like when I didn't have Touch ID on the iPad and I kept constantly pressing the stupid button and it wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah I don't know how many times I grab my iPad and go, how come it's not open? Oh, <laughs> What's wrong? Well, like, is it broken? Oh, wait, this I forgot. This is the second generation iPad. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. So we will be getting the iPhone 10 on Friday, doing an unboxing. So watch for that. Uh, I don't know what time that'll be because, you know, it's up to the UPS guy, really. Uh, so uh, watch our Twitter and Facebook feed. You're not going to put a that. live stream of your desk for the whole day, right? So, yeah, <laughs> a live stream of my probably won't even actually I was thinking about that we, Dan and I need to talk about this but like do we need to do it at my desk because my desk is a pit it's, it's a, it's do people want to see your desk they do. Is, is a good they question see where you people probably want to see that yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll, my desk is a mess and I did mine at my yeah. desk I just like you know threw some stuff to the side real quick but, yeah <laughs> but no, I guess I'll have to clean up my desk so uh, Anyways, we'll we'll do an unboxing just like we did with the iPhone 8. Uh, and the time of that will be determined. We'll probably end up just doing an announcement on Facebook and Twitter a few minutes beforehand as we set up. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll want your comments and questions uh, as we're doing that. And then we'll get the review process going. Just to let you know, we're going to be doing uh, a camera shootout that we usually do with Adam. Uh so I, so I will actually, what will happen is I will get my iPhone 10 on Friday and I actually will hand it over to him. Oh, so he will work it, on bold. it on the weekend. So yeah. I won't even get to use it immediately. <laughs> I'll be, yeah. Yeah. It'll make me sad, but. But oh well. Mike will get to use his right away and yeah. a new Macworld staff writer, Jason Cross, will get to use his because his yes. arrives on Friday as well. So we'll have a bunch of stuff up Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yes. et cetera. And, and then I'll just be over here <laughs> yeah. playing my tiny sad violin with Dan as yeah. we're waiting till the 17th for ours. <laughs> yeah. They say the best for last. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And so we haven't set a date for our review. So I'm, I'm, we'll probably need at least a week for it. But it'll be good. It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be the best Hopefully. review out there. It'll be the best damn review yeah. that Macworld has ever. <laughs> in a, it's in a, it's the most innovative review. Yes. So. It will be the best <laughs> iPhone 10 review that you can find on Macworld.com. That's what we can promise. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, if you have any questions, things you'd like us to cover in the review, please let us know uh, on Twitter and Facebook. 
Yeah. Um, we'll cover the usuals, but if there's like yeah. something a little, you know, out of the box that yeah. you're curious about. Especially if, you know, you've been reading other reviews and they aren't addressing the question that you want answered, you know, because that's the thing. That's the that's the tricky thing with reviews that have been already posted is, you know, we need to jump through the regular hoops, but finding the other things that people want to know about that's that that we need to cover so that no one else is covering. So, uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, in non iPhone 10 news, <laughs> believe it or not, there was stuff that happened that There's was an iPhone more 10 Apple related. news. Yes. But it was, is Apple related. Apple yesterday released a bunch of OS updates. So Apple released iOS 11.1, Mac OS 10.13.1 High Sierra. Uh, watch, yes. Watch mm-hmm. OS 4.1 and then tvOS. I can't remember the version number. <laughs> I think they're on 10 right now, too. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, 11. Oh, 11? Oh, right. Is it 11? They, they was it 11.1? Like 4 to 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those came out. and But they're actually, and they, they're actually kind of significant updates, especially if you love emoji. So many new so, ones. Yes. Just in time for Halloween, we had like vampires and, you know, wizards and all this fun stuff. Yeah. So the iOS update is actually, it's, it's a pretty significant update. It has it has the emoji. What else does it have? Emoji. Um, it kind of fixed some bugs within the photo app. I guess there was some weird like i. Uh, like iCloud photo library like syncing issue that was happening um, so kind of addressed that added a whole bunch of new accessibility features which is always really nice um, and then oh a like 3D touch gesture went away in iOS 11 it's the ability to use 3D touch um, as your app switcher so that um, presumably Apple Apple like removed that from iOS 11 while they were optimizing it for the iPhone 10 because it will function a little bit differently there. So they changed some things with how it functions on every other 3D touch enabled iPhone. But anyways, that is back. So if you're a fan of that gesture, you can use that again. Um, and just other like little uh, like bug improvements. I think it finally addressed the it like patched the crack Wi-Fi yeah, yes, issue. Correct. So that's important. If you don't care about emoji, like still get this update just so that it right. um, makes that really important security fix. Um, yeah, but the emoji was the big one, and it looks like Apple Pay Cash, which we were really hoping would be in dot one. It looks like that is going to be uh, um, iOS eleven dot two. Hopefully, I'm super excited to. Check yeah, that I out. saw that this morning too. Somebody had posted that. That is coming in dot two. Yeah, well, that they saw a preview screen or something mm. buried in dot two, something like that. In one of the betas so, yeah. for dot two. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the uh, High Sierra update has the emoji. It also has the crack update. So that's actually the most important thing. So yeah, update to update your devices and your Macs because it has the crack update. Uh, the watchOS. Uh, updates actually pretty significant. Mike, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, this is a 4.1, and this brings a whole bunch of music enhancements. The biggest one is you can now stream your Apple Music Library if you're a subscriber right through your watch to your headphones. 
And there's also a surprising new radio app d- dedicated to um, just the Apple ra- Apple Music radio stations, which are free. Uh, Beats one and you know some other curated ones, which is uh, you know the, the custom ones that you can make. So if you have an LTE watch, you can listen to that um, uh, outside of Wi-Fi and your phone as well. And it, it includes also the uh, the, the Wi-Fi uh, crack fix, and it's supposed to, which I haven't tested yet. Um, I experienced this when I was doing my review that when you are on a call and you leave your house, it kind of drops the call when it went switching from Wi-Fi to um, mm-hmm. LTE right. on the watch. So I have to, um, I got to test that, but um, it's a, it supposedly fixes that as well. And it also brings support for uh, gym kit. If you're a member of a fancy gym that has fancy equipment, you can sync your workout with the, um, you know, with the, uh, I guess, the NFC chip Ooh. that's inside the uh, Stairmaster or the treadmill or whatever it is. I want to know which gyms have, have yeah, that equipment. <laughs> or like and if any of the fancy studios have that. That reminds I'm, me of like all the, the devices that had like that old iPhone connection. Yeah. And you still go to like a gym and there's like that connection. The 30 pin connector. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote and uh, one more. I'm sorry. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Uh, one more thing it does is you can um, now disconnect from a Wi-Fi network in Control Center, for, this is this is specifically for the um, for the LTE watches. So if there's an issue where it's can still trying to connect to one of those one of those freaky networks that isn't giving you access, there's a you know you can just tap your wrist and shut off Wi-Fi, so it automatically goes back to LC, LTE, which is handy. Oh, the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, points out that. Uh, the iOS update does not fix this issue where if you turn off uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth in Control Center, it doesn't really turn it off. Oh. Okay. Do so, you know if that's coming? Because I know yeah. some people are still on iOS 10 because they don't like that iOS 11 does that. Does that. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, according to EFF, this, this update does not fix that particular issue. Mm. Okay. Daniel on Facebook says that 11.1 update seems to have fixed the iPhone 6s Plus from getting hot. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I, I haven't updated mine yet, but um, I'm behind on all these things. We're terrible journalists. Oh, I'm a terrible <laughs> journalist. Uh, my stuff's all up to date, so. Okay. I didn't notice. I'm a terrible journalist. <laughs> I have a 6s Plus, and I didn't notice iOS, iOS 11 making my iPhone hot. So, but maybe I'm not doing the right maybe thing. Maybe you run hot. Yeah, mine, I do mine run hot. hot. Mine, so. I have a six, and mine definitely runs hot, and it also the battery is garbage. Yeah. So hopefully this will fix that a little bit. We'll Don't see. try replacing your battery. But I only it's have harder, two more days. Than it looks. RIP five S. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's a good. That's good to know because uh, that it fixes that particular issue. So, uh, but yeah, yeah if you're gonna also, go ahead, Mike. No, no, carry on. You can go. I was going to say, if you're going to update, be sure to back up your devices oh, yeah. first, just in case. Uh, that's always a good idea. And I didn't actually write that in the macOS update article. I should have done that. There was also so, some. I wrote it updates. in the iOS 11.1 yes. <laughs> update. <laughs> so, up to, yeah, back up your devices first before you update. That's always a good thing to do. There was also some HomePod news this week. Yes. Oh yeah, and um, we we got a little more insight into what it can and can't do, and it seems as though it only works 
for you know for, for third-party apps that only works with the things that Siri Kit works with, which is um, messaging lists and notes, which leaves off the big one, which is streaming services. Mm. So that means it's it's seemingly dedicated to Apple Music, which is that could be a problem for some people. Yeah, a lot of people use Spotify and other services. Yeah, that's not going to be. So you would have to use your phone and use the the um, the HomePod as a AirPlay speaker if you want to play from. Mm. Which at that point, why are you spending four hundred dollars on a Siri-enabled smart speaker? Is the big question. Yeah. If you just have to do that anyway, you can just buy a cheaper one. <laughs> So yeah, that's um, kind of a bummer. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure Apple will come out with the, I guess, some more information on this, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe this, is, maybe we'll just have to kind of dive into it when we when we get it. Mm-hmm. But it seems, in true Apple fashion, that they are again doing the uh, kind of the bare minimum of a smart speaker, not really trying to compete with Amazon Echo or Google Home on the feature space, and just kind of saying, "This is what it is." If you want these features, here you go. You know, but we're not going to try to give you everything because that's just not really how Apple plays ball. And that information came out in the iOS 11.2 beta, right? I, I, I think it was a firmware that. upgrade mm. to HomePod. And then um, right. they, I think they updated the, the SiriKit page, the developer page with, with all this kind of, uh, you know, to get your apps ready for Got it. Um, HomePod. So we'll see. I'm interested to see. I mean, Apple kind of has been very quiet about HomePod. Like there hasn't been any kind of teaser ads or anything. Yeah, we haven't seen or heard anything from them (laughs) since WWDC, I think. Since June. Yeah, Yeah. they announced it and then that was it. Yeah, and they said, I forget who said, but one of the Apple VPs said that it wasn't going to be another fall uh, event. Because sometimes they have a second fall event. That's oh, yeah. for the media only, and they like they replace an re, re, release an iPad or something like that. So, um, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be an event for HomePod and I'm iMac Pro. We'll yeah, see. it doesn't seem like it. Well, yeah. I'm just, go ahead. I was just going to say it's it's getting very late in the year for Apple to hold another event. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious as to as for you three. Do, how many of you use like you know an Alexa device or smart device you know smart home speaker um, in general at home? I do not. My partner will not allow them in the house. I, I do not. But do you have one? I, no. I, I yeah. I, I don't have any smart implementation in my home. Like I don't have lights and things like that. So I, I'm not sure if I had that. If I if I felt like doing that, then maybe I would have an assistant. But just to have an assistant there just so I can blurt out, hey, Siri, what time is what? so-and-so <laughs> on? Yeah, it doesn't – yeah. And, Mike, you have almost all of them. Yeah, I am I am all smart-homed. And you? Do you love them? Or? I do love it. Yeah, and, but I'm, I'm uh, like Roman. I use it like 95% for smart home stuff. Like, you okay. know, Alexa, turn off the uh, dining room lights and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I have one in every room in my house and I have all my, I have, I have Nest thermostats and, and Philips Hue lights and I have a smart plug in my garage for my Halloween and Christmas lights. Like I have it all hooked up. I think it's fantastic. I love it. And, um, I'm interested in, in, in HomePod. I don't know if I care about the high fidelity cause I have a Sonos system mm-hmm. that I use for music. 
So I'm not sure if I'm the target market for that, but I'm definitely interested to see what Apple brings to the table. Do you have? I have Google Home, and we're getting the the new Sonos um, that mm-hmm. has the Alexa. So, but I never use it. So yeah. that's you know we just, but we don't have all those other things like you know the light bulbs. And, right. So it's 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 for weather. You know, it's like yeah. or a random question like you know what movies you know was this person in? You know, real, yeah. <laughs> real quick. Right. Yeah. That's what I do the same thing. Like occasionally I'll say like, you know, how many cups are in a pint or whatever, mm. but it's yeah, like, again, 95% is uh, smart home stuff. My, my son likes to ask it questions <laughs> and you know, like he'll say, what's the weather every morning and you know, things like that. He, he has one in his room too. So we can turn on his, his light in the middle of the night if he gets scared. <laughs> I wonder how much of that, like, you know, uh, child wonderment at how miraculous and smart your parents are is going to go away. So they're like, nah, you say you don't know, but if I ask, you know, Google, Google knows, Dad. So, or the opposite <laughs> of like, you don't know, you just asked Google really quick and then told me. Yeah. But when my friend's sons, when my, when my son's friends come over and he shows them how to turn the lights on, they're all amazed. So yeah, they're cool. I've, if it was just me, I would probably have an Alexa device and like tinker with some smart home stuff. But I've mentioned before on this podcast that my boyfriend is he's like a privacy that nut. So he's a bit like, I don't want something listening to me all the time. So I'm curious so- about HomePod. I yeah. feel like for the nature of just what we do in this job, like I'll probably get one and then just use it sparingly. So we'll see. But I, so much of what I like about the other ones is the connectivity that they have to like other devices around yeah. your house. So if HomePod doesn't quite offer that, then I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of like you, Mike. I don't know if I just yeah, want I mean, another like, high fidelity. It, it'll sneaker. play with like, uh, what is it? The HomeKit stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's, not, I mean, there's a lot more devices that work with Alexa than there are with um, with Siri. So we'll see. Well, how often do you guys use Siri? Not that often. Yeah, me neither. I've written in the past, like in my reviews of the MacBook Pro and stuff, of my frustration with Siri. Uh-huh. So um, I try to use it, and then I just get frustrated and stop using it. And then mm. I try again. And maybe I should just keep using it just to get into practice and stuff. But And learn the dialogue that you need. Well, just last week, for instance, I was driving in my car with my son, taking him to a soccer game, and I needed to send a I wanted to send a text to my wife just to let her know where I was and stuff because yeah. she was out and about. And I, I say, Hey Siri, send a text to my wife. Yeah. And I, I say my wife and I don't use my wife's name because I have contacts with the same name yeah so anyways siri responded back something like uh i don't know what i don't know what you mean by what time is the fight or something like that (laughs) it was just like and my my son started laughing and i was just like oh my god because it because he started laughing because it happens all the time it's like it just doesn't understand me saying Send a text to my wife, or, or you yeah. know, it's something that simple. And I keep, and for the longest time, I thought it was me because I don't have, as people have noticed on the, probably on the podcast, my enunciation maybe isn't the best, or <laughs> I, you know, my voice is weird and things like that. I thought it was me, and then I was just like, 
maybe it's not me. <laughs> maybe it's Siri. So, so yeah, you could try. Uh, you could try Google, uh, whatever, a Google Assistant. Yeah. See if that, mm-hmm. Just curiosity to see if it recognizes your voice any better. Yeah. And I do notice that sometimes my watch is a lot better than huh. the phone. So mm-hmm. if I use my watch to send a text, it's a lot better. But uh, but yeah, so my, I have a lot of frustrations with Siri, and that's one of maybe one of the major reasons subconsciously that I don't want to use a HomePod in my house. Daniel on Facebook says, "Give your wife a nickname. She could be Miss Wolverine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'd love that, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm sure Siri will think it's I'm saying something else. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I've had better luck in the car. That's probably where I use Siri the most. Same. Yeah. And um, you know, which as far as the dictation goes, is very impressive. Like you yeah. know, like you can say like um I'll be home soon, period, and it you know, sends it on my watch too when I'm when I'm out and I don't want to grab my phone, I use it there. But I think I can't remember the last time I used it on my phone just for something like to yeah. for a reminder or something. I don't I don't I don't do I don't do it much. Yeah. yeah, I do like I I will use Siri in the car to respond to texts and things like that to call people. Um, and then I sometimes use it like in the kitchen when I'm cooking. My hands are messy. I'll say like, oh, uh-huh. so you set a timer or like, you know, text so and so. But I don't really use it to ask. You know, like, hey, Siri, what time is blah, blah, blah on? Like, I don't really use it for those kind of questions because it's often just, like, faster for me to, like, Google it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times I don't even even remember that I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can just open Google and I'll type something and I just forget that I could just ask one of these things for the answer. Like, even something simple as, like, an ongoing, like, the World Series game. Like if I'm not watching it, I'll go to the MLB app and look at the score mm-hmm. when I could just say, Alexa, what's the score of the, of the World Series game? But I forget. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, there was another bit of news that came out today, actually. Just, uh, speak, we were talking about OOS updates. There's actually a update to GarageBand that came out today. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, That's was, random. Yeah, it was yeah they, to, still, they still make that? They still make GarageBand. <laughs> It's uh, the iOS version of GarageBand got updated to version 2.3. Uh, it has some new features. It has uh, a new feature called the Sound Library, and this is basically an online repository for sound packs and stuff. So you can. One of the concerns about using GarageBand is that it gets to be a very big app. It can mm. take up a lot of space, and especially yeah. if you've got a 64 gigabyte phone. It seems like Apple is somewhat conscious of the fact that people have 64 gigabyte phones. So, you know, Heath, HVC, and then like, for instance, this new sound library, it allows you to upload and, or it allows you to download sound packs and things like that. And then if they're taking up too much space, you can get rid of it, but then you can upload it. You can download it again later. So it's, 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 you know, it's an online library for your sounds and stuff. Uh, there's a new beat sequencer, uh, and there's also some new drummers, and then Apple also added some Asian touch instruments like the Koto and the, I think it's pronounced Guze. Is it that's just for iOS or the Mac too? It's just for iOS. Huh. So maybe we'll I make just a last new, week. Sorry, I was just gonna say maybe we'll make a new uh, MacWorld uh, theme song. There you go yeah. with with the, with Asian touch instruments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with a. Taiko drum. There's yeah. also a Taiko drum. 
So I just last week deleted GarageBand from my Mac because I needed to free up space, and it was oh. taking up like two gigs, and I hadn't touched <laughs> it in like a, three years. So, yeah. So if you're someone who makes music in GarageBand, I have no talent whatsoever in terms of like creating music or whatever. So, but um, somebody, a lot of people out there do, and you know, the this update is free, so be sure to download it. Uh, Make some songs with the new instruments and uh, send us links and we'll check them out. So I need some new jams. Yeah. Let's hear them. So, uh, yeah, but they we'll seem like it. pretty cool features. So and they're free. Uh, I think that just about wraps it up for this week's episode of the MacWorld Podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Dan, our producer. Anytime. Thank Mike on the East Coast. And Leah, our managing editor, thank you very much. And thank you, Roman. Thank you. (laughs) And, of course, thank you to the audience for tuning in and participating with your comments and questions. Uh, We will have a live boxing video on Friday, times TBD. But we'll be back again for another version of episode of the Macworld Podcast next week, Wednesday, around 10 o'clock Pacific time, 1 o'clock Eastern uh, we're usually a few minutes after that. But ish, ish. Ish. Yeah. Ten ish. So, uh, but yeah, we'll be on next week. So, hope you can join us again. Uh, join us again with your comments and questions. We really like it when you guys are participating. It helps us out a lot. So, yeah. And if you joined us uh, last week for the iPhone 10 pre order, thanks for hanging out. Yes. It made it a lot of fun for us. Yes. It made it a lot of fun. So, all right. That does it. Thank you very much. Bye.